Hello and welcome to series two of the Climbing to the Top podcast, where I'll be sharing my marketing and personal development thoughts, ideas, strategies and tactics to help you, the busy entrepreneur, climb to the very top of your business. My name is Kim O'Rourke and I am a marketing strategist by profession, but I'm an entrepreneur just like you. And just like you, I've had my triumphs and my successes, as well as my abject fails. Climbing to the top is never a straight line, is it? So I'll be sharing with you my own journey along the way. Hopefully that will inspire you to make that one change that you need in your business that will make all the difference. And just to be a bit different myself, you'll find the odd episode from me on the astrology of the month and how you can use those energies to help you in your business. If that's not for you, then don't worry. You don't need to listen to those episodes. However, if you're curious, open-minded, or you downright love the subject, then you'll be surprised at the insights that astrology can give you for your business and your success. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Climbing to the Top podcast with me, Kim O'Rourke. I'm often told that of all the marketing jobs that us entrepreneurs have to do, social media can be the most tedious, frustrating, overwhelming And generally, it's just not a joyful thing to do. And some people, actually, some people have said they can't see the point in it. But social media is such an essential part of our marketing strategy. And today, I want to take you through why that is. And this will hopefully inspire you to look at social media a bit differently. And even if you love your social media, stick around because there's a couple of tips at the end, which I think you very well may like. So I am going to start with the view from my office window. And uh, from my office window, I look out into the garden and there's a cherry tree at the end of the garden under which sits our garden table. And then to the right of our garden is a pergola. With the onset of COVID and through spending an awful lot of time staring out of my opposite, my my window, I got interested in the birds that flew into the garden. I've never really been a bird watcher before, but it was fascinating to see what was passing through the garden. But they didn't really stay for very long. And I decided that putting out some fat balls would encourage them to stick around. So I went to the garden centre and I came home. Um, Why do you always spend so much in garden centres? Is it just me? Um, I go in for one thing and come out with five things. So I went to the garden centre and I came home complete with uh, one of those half coconut things and they're laden with fat and mealworms and insects. Um, So I got one of those and I got some fat balls and some... Uh, plastic hanging container things, which I have to say were completely useless because they broke within about the first five minutes. Anyway, that's what I came home with. And I eagerly put them up and I thought I'd hang them on the pergola because there were some nails and hooks in there from uh, some of our hanging baskets over the summer. And I sat back and I waited in anticipation for flocks of our small, lovely feathered friends to eagerly arrive for all their free meals. Except nothing. <laughs> and a few days went past. And then one day I was deep in work and I suddenly heard this huge commotion. And I looked up out of the window 
And all I could say is that it looked like a scene from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. There were thousands out there. Well, maybe not thousands, but there was a whole flock of noisy and so it seemed very argumentative starlings. Um, And they had arrived and they were fighting voraciously over this coconut, just going bonkers. This isn't what I quite had in mind for my bird watching. This coconut went in a matter of hours. <laughs> it was just left with this shell. And in fact, all these starlings um, lived in the hedge just along from us. And we back onto fields and there's, there's a big hedge and they, they, um, they all lived in there. So when I go out for my, my walk every day, um, I could hear them chattering in there. <laughs> so, and they were obviously watching me and, and uh, waiting to come down to see what was in the garden. Anyway, the starlings ate the coconut. They couldn't get to the fat balls, but not one other bird was to be seen anywhere. I think they just scared everything else off. And eventually the, the remaining fat balls went mouldy and I just ended up throwing them away. So I had to have a bit of a rethink. And then I figured that actually maybe the birds would feel a bit safer in the tree instead. So I got another few fat balls and got a couple of the remaining plastic containers that were still working. And I also got some peanuts as well. Um, and I hung those up in containers. So I got a peanut container and I got um, the little fat ball containers and I hung those up into the tree. And a day or two went past. And in fact, when we hung them up, we just stood at the door and looked, waiting with anticipation. And there was nothing. I don't know what we were expecting, but we hung these things up. Nothing came in. But after a couple of days, finally, we got a customer. And um, it was Mr. Robin. Now, he appeared and then he was very closely followed by a Mr. and Mrs. Great Tit. So, and they were very much enjoying the fat balls and the peanuts. And then there was Mr. Squirrel, who I've never seen before. He appeared over the back of the garden set fence to see what all the fuss was about. So, rather encouraged by this, I bought at great expense, a hanging tray and um, a whole tub of mealworms for Mr. Robin because Robins evidently love mealworms. But I have to say, dried mealworms smell revolting. I don't know if you've ever smelled dried mealworms, but they are revolting. Anyway, so I've put those out for Mr. Robin. Mrs. Robin is never to be seen. I've never seen her. So I can only assume that Mr. Robin is the one that get sent out to get the takeaways. Then I bought a tube of mixed seeds for Mr. and Mrs. Great Tit because I was reading and discovered that the Great Tits or the the Tit family, all all of the Great Tits and the Cold Tits and Blue Tits and so on, they all like these mixed seeds. And also I was anticipating some chaffinches to come down for the Great Tits. And then I took pity on Mr. Squirrel, so I filled a flower pot full of peanuts um, and put it on the table for for Mr. Squirrel. So it was <laughs> it was really my answer to a local cafe for all the wildlife, each with their own specialist menu. Um, seeds for the great tit family, the meal ones for the robins, and the flower pot for uh, with the peanuts for the squirrel. Except 
It didn't quite work out like that. Now, Mr. Squirrel indeed loves his flower pot of peanuts. As does Mr. and Mrs. Great Tits, and now they have a little family, so I see all of them as well. Then we had um, Mr. Black Cap. It wasn't a Mrs. Black Cap. Mrs. Black Caps have a, a brown cap. <laughs> it's very confusing. So we had Mr. Black Cap. Um, and he loved the peanut flower pots, but he was only visiting, evidently, because um, he I only saw him on one day. And Mr. Robin also likes this flower pot of peanuts because I think he thinks this is a far easier way to impress Mrs. Robin with his prowess at his takeout purchasing. Meanwhile, that noisy starling contingent are back. Uh, I'll pack. And they've got a new friend now who I've called Major Magpie because he is huge. And they are the ones who think that the dried mealworms are the complete best. They clean me out every other day. And it's just as well because Mr. Robin is really not impressed with the peanuts. uh, Sorry, with the mealworms. Or maybe it's just Mrs. Robin who isn't impressed with the mealworms. Nobody at all touches the mixed seed. So I put some in a flower pot, thinking hopefully maybe it's the flower pot that makes the difference. And I put the mixed seed in the flower pot. And the only person who eats it now is the local wood pigeon who swoops in and rather guiltily sits on the table and crams as much in his beak as time will allow. Um, looking over his shoulder all the time to see who's coming. It it seems to escape him that he is the biggest and fattest bird that comes into the garden and he really hasn't got anybody to worry about. Uh, But he will eat the seed under a bit of duress, but he far prefers the peanuts as well and he will stuff loads of those in in his beak, as I said. So you need to think of your social media like these bird seed and peanuts. Your social media is there to help you attract the right kind of customers or clients to your business. You need to, just like I put out these seeds and these peanuts in a variety of containers, you need to put out a variety of posts to see who is interested in what. And you need to stop the posts that aren't attracting very much engagement at all, although I dare say we all have the equivalent of the greedy wood pigeons amongst our followers and and all they want is the freebies. And then you amend the rest of your content in a way that your audience responds to best. So my peanuts in a hanging ball, no takers at all. Peanuts in a flower pot, they can't go quick enough. (laughs) I am filling them up every other day. That is a whole flower pot full of peanuts. So... Look at how you are putting that information out. Would a visual post be better with the information in or would a video be better? And I don't know the magic answer to that. You have to put it out there and see who's responding to what, what is responded to the most, who responds to what kind of content that you put in what kind of of post. And I would say that (laughs) you you, um, will have some equivalent of your mealworm posts that nobody likes. So if you don't like the audience equivalent of your argumentative starlings or my argumentative starlings, then I would leave out those mealworm posts. You see, birds aside for a moment, your social media platforms are your greatest test bed for your content and you can do it completely for free. It's just a brilliant platform for doing that. You don't need to guess, you can 
put stuff out there and see what people are responding to. Ultimately, you'll end up bringing the right kind of audience to you and you'll have a bunch of social media posts that you know work. The, these ones, as you probably know, they, these are the ones that you'll have likes and comments and shares and, and so on. Um, and it's these posts, and this is a really good tip. So whether you've been um, struggling with social media or whether you love your social media, this is a really good tip because these posts that people are liking, these are the ones that you can now turn into engagement ads on Facebook and Instagram. And you can start building your audience uh, through engagement ads. And if people are engaging with you and coming into your world, then you can start building your list, which is what you ultimately need to be doing all the time. So I'm not covering advertising strategy on this particular episode, but suffice to say that if you've been doing a solid five figures in your business for a while and you want to lift it to the next six figure level, or if you've been in the low six figures and you really want to ramp up your revenue, then advertising seriously needs to be part of your marketing strategy. It's, it's something that I have said over the years that if you have zero budget at all and you rely completely on free stuff, you'll build a lot slower. But if you can invest some uh, budget into your marketing, then you will grow faster. And the more budget you can, the faster you will grow. That doesn't mean to say that you have to start off spending a fortune on ads, but certainly dedicating some budget to ads will help your business grow that much faster. So before you start running your ads, you I mean, any ad strategy, before you need to start running these, you need to know what content your audience responds to. And you need to have brought that right kind of audience to you as well, because with advertising, you probably want to be looking at lookalike audiences. And you can't have a lookalike audiences of good, engaged people who love your stuff unless you already have that audience of those people who love your stuff first and foremost. So that's why we use our social media. That is the power of your social media and what it can do for your marketing and your business really definitely not to be underestimated at all. Now, on that subject, this is just a very quick reminder that um, I'm running a free masterclass training series on social media. Uh, it's a four-parter. It starts next Thursday, which is the 18th of Feb, which is 18th of Feb 2021. I've put all the details and the registration link in today's episode show notes. And if you are serious about building your business this year, but you've been finding that social media has been perhaps a little frustrating and maybe a little overwhelming thus far, then you need to be on this masterclass series. We are going to share an awful lot of information with you and um, you'll have a workbook as well. So you can take loads and loads of notes and you'll be able to ask questions live. It is being delivered live. So you need to definitely uh, get yourself registered for this masterclass series. So I hope today's show has been helpful. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so I pop up wherever you love listening to your podcasts. Thank you so, so much for listening today. I do really, really appreciate you spending the time to listen to my shows and my podcast and have a great week and bye for now. <laughs>